But I don't believe in no one's scenarios. Data, 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 I cannot make bricks without clay. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a special Cheeky Scientist Radio Show. I am your host, Isaiah Hankel, and today we're talking about how to connect with people on LinkedIn and specifically three types of people you should be connecting with. How do we specifically reach out to them to get them to accept our connection request and what kind of obstacles that LinkedIn creates for us to kind of uh, throttle uh, us from reaching out maybe too much? Uh, to create a better user experience for the person on the other side? What kind of obstacles does LinkedIn put up and how do we overcome those obstacles? So I want to start out by telling you uh, a story. It actually continues to occur uh, of, a, of a PhD who reached out to me uh, to ask for help in their job search. This is a story of what not to do. Now, of course, you know I, I love helping PhDs get hired and I will have much more patience for this. I actually look for this so I can help guide people that reach out in this way. But it's important for you to know that other industry professionals will not have that kind of patience, especially if they don't have a PhD and they don't understand the, the PhD condition. Uh, they may not just not have time to respond at all. When you reach out, you should not reach out focused on yourself. And I think the reason that many PhDs start connecting like this on LinkedIn, this specific example I'm about to, to tell you, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to read through the script that I received. Um, the reason that a lot of PhDs do this is because we wait until we're desperate for a job and then we're completely focused on our purpose. I got to get hired. I got I to get somebody to help me get hired. I got I to gotta really pitch myself. I got to talk about all my skills, everything that I have. I got to ask for help on my resume. And we just stop, start bombarding people and we, and we reach out and it comes across as way too aggressive, way too many words. And this takes a while to, uh, to train yourself to stop doing this because as PhDs, we're used to putting more information on the page. We have a very hard time limiting our word count. And the number one turnoff in terms of replying to someone who reaches out to you on LinkedIn, I can tell you this from countless conversations with industry professionals at top companies is simply the, the size of the message, especially if, when it's from somebody they don't know. They're not going to invest in a large paragraph, let alone many large paragraphs. They're not going to invest in reading an entire paragraph all about you. So here's the message I received. Hello, sir. I am a PhD and postdoc in molecular biology working at Harvard University Medical Center, and I have designed and synthesized molecular imaging peptide probes, peptidomimetics, am I even saying that right? Peptidomimetics, fluorophore labeling, chelating peptides for radio labeling, it keeps going. Biotin conjugated peptides, multi-antigen peptides, and thank goodness they provided the acronym in parentheses here as well. MAPS, <laughs> peptide heterodimers, bioconjugation with proteins, phage and antibody, worked with uh, various fluorophores to evaluate their imaging capability in preclinical mouse model and clinical specimens. I saw you have an open position for a senior scientist at your company, and I think I am a good fit for this role. Can you refer me for this position? Please review my resume that is attached here. That's the message. Now, you, you might think this message is absurd. I would never send a message like it. Really? Let's see how your behavior changes after six months of unemployment when you start to worry about rent or health care 
feeding your kids. All right, so, so the only way to avoid this kind of desperate message permanently uh, is to start reactivating your current network, expanding your network, doing things correctly now where there's low pressure and you have plenty of time to do it when, you're, when you can take a step back and focus on the other person, where you can add value. We, we talk a lot in the Cheeky Scientist Association, especially uh, with those I work with personally on our leadership team and our diamond level program about adding value first or AVF. All right. So after you connect with somebody or even in your initial connection, you have to add value. And there's a variety of ways to do this. You can show appreciation as a colleague, but again, it depends on the type of person you're reaching out to. A couple, uh, one of really two of the types of people that I'm going to mention today, I'm going to discuss appreciation is not the best value you could add to them. But somebody who just got maybe into their first industry role or their first higher level, their first promotion, their first higher level industry role, appreciation is a, is a big value add. You could compliment their work, congratulate their career progress. You could ask them for their personal opinion or advice. People love giving their personal opinion and advice so much, they often do so in an unsolicited fashion. Give them a chance to give you advice. I use this analogy a lot. It's, it's much easier to get a response from someone in the positive when you ask them for help uh, uh, understanding how to best move your apartment, right? If you ask them, how, how did they move? Any tips? Give me tips for me. I'm moving next weekend. Very likely you're going to get some advice. But if you say, hey, can you come over to my apartment and help me move this weekend? Not so much. You're, you're going to get a lot of no's, a lot of excuses, especially if you don't know the person well. Make a recommendation, make an introduction, introduce somebody you don't know well to somebody else you do know well, find a shared interest. These are all ways you can add value. I, I wanted to bring those up front and center because when I say adding value, a lot of PhDs think I, I don't have any value to add. I don't have, what do I have to give them money? No. Do you have to provide them with a job? No. Okay. And just, and just start to think about it from the, your audience's point of view. What kind of message would they... <laughs> not even want to respond to, but tolerate responding to. Start there. And then what could you do to make them want to respond to it? What would it have to really be focused on? Hint, entirely them. Not only that, but it's, it's got to answer initial questions that they're going to be asking themselves initially, subconsciously even. Think about the last time you got a message from somebody you didn't know. What are the first questions that popped into your head immediately? Who is this? Why are they sending me a message? What do they want? So you have to provide rationale in that initial message, even in that initial connection request. And that rationale has to be specific for the person. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be impressive rationale. Just any reason. Just use the word because. I'm reaching out because. Find anything to fill that slot. And you'll have rationale. Say who you are and make it about them. The what that you want is just to connect with them at this point. Okay? And then you have to frame it very specifically. For the type of person, there's three types of people you should be reaching out to. At every single company you're interested in, you should be reaching out to what I call our gatekeepers directly, hiring managers, recruiters, the internal kind. Re internal recruiters are actually affiliated on paper with the company that work for the company. Talent acquisition specialists, anybody in HR, human resources. So in LinkedIn, on your search, uh, when you do LinkedIn searches for the companies, and you look at the employees, you can go to the filter section. And you can search those terms under job titles to see who, who the gatekeepers are. Search human to find human resources or resources. Search hiring to find hiring managers. 
search talent to find anything with talent advisor, talent acquisition specialist, et cetera. That's the gatekeepers. Then there are the decision makers. These are people that are beyond, they're, they're beyond middle management. So they're above senior level roles, even above principal level roles. They're like in the executive, the director roles. This is for maybe small mid-sized companies that don't have internal recruiters or internal an internal hiring team yet. They might have to look for an operations manager or somebody that has a COO title. And then finally, people that are what I call are in proximal positions. So they're in the, the position you want to get into or similar, either similar vertically or laterally, right? So they could be, maybe you want to get into a senior role, they're in a principal role. Uh, maybe you want to get into a research role in R&D, but they're in a project management role. Either of these people are fine, but the approach is different. And this, this area in particular, that person, that person type, people that are in proximal positions is where you should focus your efforts first. The others are very, very easy. Okay, but focus your efforts first on the people, especially that have PhDs that are in the roles you want to get into or in similar roles. Remember, they get employee referral, referral bonuses. The average is $2,000 or thereabouts. $2,000 if they refer you and you get hired. There's something in it for them, but they're not going to do extra work for you. You got to make it as easy as possible. So when you're connecting, when you're reaching out for the first time, or even if you're kind of reactivating it, your network or reaching out to someone that you're connected with but never talked to, I recommend a networking script like this. Hello, name. I saw your post on whatever topic in my LinkedIn feed, and I thought to reach out. Congrats on your success at uh, XYZ company in ABC job title. Right? So congrats, congrats on your success as a senior scientist at Merck. Right, so you're congratulating them. You're adding value. You're making it about them. You're showing appreciation because they're still new enough in industry where appreciation matters. They very likely haven't received much appreciation. Alternatively, somebody that's at the executive level or gatekeepers, they they are not interested in your appreciation. Their their most valuable resource in terms of the value you can add is time. So save them time. You can be much more direct. And I'm going to talk about that next. So again, hi uh, or hello, name. I saw your post on post topic in my LinkedIn feed and I thought to reach out. There's your rationale. Why are you reaching out right away? I reached out because I saw your post on this. Very easy. I'm going to talk, tell you in a second how you can claim that uh, on, on LinkedIn. I'll, I'll just tell you right now. If you go to anybody's LinkedIn profile, you can see their activity. Even if it says they haven't had any activity in the last 90 days, click that see more. You'll see their activity. Find any post on that thread because once you click that button, it shows up. It's showing you a feed. Now, the feed is uh, focused on their post, but it's still your feed, your LinkedIn feed. So all you got to do is find any post on any topic that's interesting to you, anything specific, so they know that you took a second to show an interest in them and their interest. They posted on it or commented on a post. They know it's public. They, they do that when they're excited to share something, and they, they love when other people take notice of that. So I saw your post on XYZ post topic in my LinkedIn feed. And I thought to reach out, congrats on your success in XYZ job title at ABC company. I'm a PhD in right DEF relevant field. So frame your field, not as an academic, not your niche academic, not your granting department, zoom in or out to make it relevant to what that person does. So if they're working for a, a pharmaceutical company, right? 
then then zoom out. Maybe you you know you 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 like talking about yourself as uh, I don't know a geneticist. All right, zoom out a little bit, and you can talk about being a, a life scientist. Zoom out even more, and say that you're in medical research. You can play with these words. You can use the language of industry, but they should be able to instantly tell. Oh, okay, this is why they're reaching out. They're a PhD in the relevant field. I'm a PhD in relevant field, and I saw we are both interested in X, Y, Z. Find a shared interest if you can on their profile. This just further adds more rationale for why you're reaching out, and it just starts to build even just a little bit of rapport. Helps helps them identify with you. Just give them something small. Like go to their interests, their influencers. Maybe they follow somebody that's on Shark Tank, or you'll get a lot of people, you know, uh, with the influ like a like a authors uh, or business people like a Richard Branson or uh, so forth. Right? You can mention that interest, that influencer, any of their LinkedIn groups you can go to, any of the institutions or, or universities that they follow, even people with the most uh, sparse LinkedIn profiles will usually have an interest and influencers section. And then finally, would you be interested in connecting? Very short. Hi, name. I saw your post on this post topic in my LinkedIn feed and thought to reach out. Congrats on your success in your job title at your company. I'm a PhD in this relevant field and saw we are both interested in shared interest. Would you be interested in connecting? That is the perfect script. And you can vary it slightly, maybe not so slightly, depending on who you're sending it to, right? So if you're sending it to a uh, decision maker, right, where you want to save time, I recommend a, a few tweaks. So instead say, hi, uh, or hello, name, I saw your post on post topic related to the company name, right? So look for posts that they've posted because they're likely posting about their company. When they're in an executive or decision maker role, they're not looking for appreciation for them. They're looking for appreciation for their company and they're likely looking for talent, always. The higher up you get, the more you, you manage a team. You need new people on your team. So find a post topic related to their company that they posted like on a project or an accomplishment of, the, of their company, or they likely are posting accomplishments on LinkedIn of their team members. So I saw your post on post topic related to company, uh, to their company in my LinkedIn feed and thought to reach out. Congrats on the success of your team and your company. So use the company's name. I'm a PhD in relevant field, would love to be on a team like yours one day. Something like that, right? It, it's If you can't even bring yourself to say that you'd like to be on somebody's team, how are you ever going to sell yourself in an interview to a decision maker? Remember, this is to a decision maker. Would you be interested in connecting? Easy. All right. So notice the differences there. You're making the focus on their team. It's shorter, saving them time, much more direct. Now, if they are a gatekeeper, they're a recruiter, they're a hiring manager, talent acquisition specialist, human resources, et cetera. The script should sound uh, should read like this: Hi, name. I saw your post for XYZ job title at ABC Company, and I was wondering if the position was still available. Right to the point. I'm a PhD in relevant field with experience and relevant training. Right, so XYZ relevant training. Would you be interested in connecting? Right, or you could just say, "Is the job still available?" Uh, you could leave it when, uh, at "Is the job still available?" and then mention your PhD and your background. That's it. There's your connection request. So for that last one, again, hello, name. I saw your post for a job. Now, if they, if they didn't post it directly, that's okay. 
you can say, I saw a post for XYZ job title, right? So if you search by companies and you see a job post at, at maybe a, a GSK or it could be anywhere, the Ford Foundation, uh, I saw your post for uh, XYZ position, uh, for, for XYZ position at uh, this institution, right? The one that they're affiliated with, but they didn't have to be the actual person that posted it. And I was wondering if the position was still available. I'm a PhD in relevant field. So an ABC relevant field with experience and DEF training. This is how you reach out. Now, from there, of course, once they reply, you guide them to deeper levels of professional intimacy and you work towards a referral. But the, the connecting is what holds up a lot of PhDs. Now, the obstacles on LinkedIn. When you connect, LinkedIn does this very weird thing that if you send a message when connecting, it's very hard to see. Like if I receive a connection request from you and you send a, a note like you should, and I go up to my, my network and I can see those people who have uh, requested, I can see like in a very faint gray if they've sent a message as well. And I only see the first few words, right? So I, I know because, I mean, I'm in the job search training field to, to look for that and to, to read those, but many people don't. They'll just click the button, accept, accept, accept. And they only go on LinkedIn maybe once a week, once a month, right? So it can take a while for them to connect. And LinkedIn does not allow you to reach out again after your connection unless you have some in-mail credits. So you have to know how to navigate this. So don't get discouraged if they don't accept your connection request because they likely are not going to even see it. A lot of people uh, come to me, a lot of PhDs say, well, they accepted my connection request, but they didn't respond to my message. They likely did not see your message. They can just accept it by clicking that button, accept, accept, accept. And the message only then, by the way, will the message come up in their messages. It just shows that little gray preview I mentioned. Um, until you do that, it comes up in their messages, but then it comes up in their messages. So if they, let's say you sent a, you sent the connection request a week ago, it comes up in the messages way behind, behind all the other messages that they've received since then. They're very likely not going to see it. So I always recommend sending a connection request and an in-mail. Beyond that, there's another obstacle. Once you send one in-mail, you cannot send another. You can send the exact same message in your connection request, in your in-mail. I recommend doing both. Now, of course, you have to pay for the emails. Uh, I believe you get five if you have a free account per month. Now, if you get premium, which I do recommend if you're going after, uh, if you're in the midst of your job search, you need to get hired now, right? Or yesterday, uh, get premium. You know, you'll get 30, 40 more. I mean, depending on the level uh, per month, you still got to use those carefully. And so you want to think through your reach out, send both if it's a contact that you really want to get in touch with. So hopefully this helps you if you have any questions on this, or maybe you just want to get more material, uh, free training material uh, on how to get hired. We focus a lot on, on how to network, generate referrals, and then and, and, and move uh, easily into uh, the interview process with phone screens and beyond on our live broadcasts that we do every Thursday. So uh, if you want to sign up to our email list, you can go to cheekyscientist.com, sign up there. We also are doing free transition calls. You do have to apply for them. I get on as many of these transition calls as possible. The goal, if you're ready to transition, now these are only if you're ready to transition to industry or ready to start your transition to industry, and if you're 100% committed to industry, because nobody can make that decision for you. If you haven't decided that industry is right for you, do not apply for a transition call, which I'm about to tell you about. But if you have committed to transitioning into industry, 
Go to CheekyScientist.com. At the very top, there's a yellow bar. It's called the hello bar that says, are you ready to transition? Click that and you will be able to apply for a free transition call with me or someone from my transition team, a transition specialist that I have trained personally to help you figure out where you are in your job search and where you need to be in order to get hired. They also will help you if you want to know which positions are available for you or you want help figuring out which companies are hiring. They can tell you which companies are hiring right now, which one of our Global 500 partners are looking for new team members like you. These calls are invaluable. When you get to the application, there's going to be six boxes with very simple questions to answer. If you apply and get through, a team member uh, will reach out to you to book a call, or you might be able to book it on your own. You can do this again by going to cheekyscientist.com at the very top, top hello bar, pick, uh, click that, and you'll be taken to a page with an application. Only do it if you're 100% committed to industry. Otherwise, do not do it. As always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. I'm Isaiah Henkel, the founder of Cheeky Scientist and the creator of the Cheeky Scientist Association. I wanted to quickly tell you that memberships into the association are available to PhDs listening to Cheeky Scientist Radio by using the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com, P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll down to the orange membership button and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. That's Cheeky Radio, C-H-E-E-K-Y-R-A-D-I-O. Remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. Are you worried about the rapidly shrinking job market? Like me, have you been seeing more and more articles on universities shutting down their research labs, furloughing employees, cutting postdocs and TAs? and even withdrawing PhD student funding? If so, it might be wise to start taking steps to protect your PhD career. You've worked very hard and very intelligently for years to establish yourself, but likely you have not reached your full career potential yet. Perhaps you're not even getting respect and you're not getting the rewards that you deserve. The good news is you can get into an industry career where you can get paid well for doing meaningful work. All you need is the right knowledge and the right network. The Cheeky Scientist Association gives you lifetime access to the world's number one PhD-only job search training platform with multiple courses and the PhD-only job referral network of over 10,000-plus industry PhDs. Now is your chance to become a lifetime member for 20% off of the association. Just use the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com. P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll to the orange membership button, and click on it, and enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. 
No recurring monthly fees, no recurring annual fees. Nobody else offers them. Oh, 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 o